Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Mexico. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Mexico, officially the United Mexican States, is a country in the southern portion of North America. It is bordered to the north by the United States, to the south and west by the Pacific Ocean, to the southeast by Guatemala, Belize, and the Caribbean Sea, and to the east by the Gulf of Mexico. Mexico covers 1,972,550 square kilometers, 761,610 square miles, making it the world's 13th largest country by area. With a population of almost 130 million, it is the 10th most populous country and has the most Spanish speakers. Mexico is organized as a federal republic comprising 31 states and Mexico City, its capital. Human presence in pre-Columbian Mexico goes back to 8000 BCE. It became one of the world's six cradles of civilization. The Mesoamerican region was home to many intertwined civilizations, including the Olmec, Maya, Zapotec, Teotihuacan, and Purapeca. The Aztecs dominated the region in the century before European contact. In 1521, the Spanish Empire and its indigenous allies conquered the Aztec Empire from its capital Tenochtitlan, now Mexico City, establishing the colony of New Spain. Over the next three centuries, Spain and the Catholic Church expanded the territory, enforced Christianity and spread the Spanish language. With the discovery of rich deposits of silver in Zacatecas and Guanajuato, New Spain became one of the most important mining centers worldwide. The colonial order came to an end in the early 19th century with the Mexican War of Independence. Mexico's early history as an independent nation-state was marked by political and socio-economic upheaval, both domestically and in foreign affairs. The United States invaded as a consequence of the Texas Revolt by American settlers, which led to the Mexican-American War and huge territorial losses in 1848. After the introduction of liberal reforms in the Constitution of 1857, conservatives reacted with the War of Reform and prompted France to invade the country and install an empire against the Republican resistance led by liberal President Benito Juarez, which emerged victorious. 
The last decades of the 19th century were dominated by the dictatorship of Porfirio Diaz, who sought to modernize Mexico and restore order. However, the Porfirio era led to great social unrest and ended with the outbreak in 1910 of the decade-long Mexican Revolution, Civil War. This conflict led to profound changes, including the proclamation of the 1917 Constitution, which remains in effect to this day. The remaining more generals ruled as a succession of presidents until the Institutional Revolutionary Party, PRI, emerged in 1929. The PRI governed Mexico for the next 70 years, first under a set of paternalistic developmental policies of considerable economic success. During World War II, Mexico also played an important role for the Allied war effort. Nonetheless, the PRI regime resorted to repression and electoral fraud to maintain power and move the country to a more US-aligned neoliberal economic policy during the late 20th century. This culminated with the signing of the North American Free Trade Agreement in 1994, which caused a major indigenous rebellion in the state of Chiapas. PRI lost a presidency for the first time in 2000 against the Conservative Party, PAN. Mexico has the world's 15th largest economy by nominal GDP and the 11th largest by PPP, with the United States being its largest economic partner. As a newly industrialized and developing country ranking 86th, high in the Human Development Index, its large economy and population, cultural influence, and steady democratization make Mexico a regional and middle power which is also identified as an emerging power by several analysts. Mexico ranks first in the Americas and seventh in the world for the number of UNESCO World Heritage Sites. It is also one of the world's 17 megadiverse countries, ranking fifth in natural biodiversity. Mexico's rich cultural and biological heritage, as well as varied climate and geography, makes it a major tourist destination. As of 2018, it was the sixth most visited country in the world, with 39 million international arrivals. However, the country continues to struggle with social inequality, poverty, and extensive crime. It ranks poorly on the Global Peace Index, due in large part to ongoing conflict between drug trafficking syndicates. This drug war has led to over 120,000 deaths since 2006. Mexico is a member of United Nations, the G20, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, the World Trade Organization, WTO, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum, the Organization of American States, Community of Latin American and Caribbean States, and the Organization of Ibero-American States. Mexico is the Nahuatl term for the heartland of the Aztec Empire, namely the Valley of Mexico and surrounding territories, with its people being known as the Mexica. It is generally believed that the toponym for the valley was the origin of the primary ethnonym for the Aztec Triple Alliance, but it may have been the other way around. In the colonial era, 1521-1821, Mexico was called New Spain.
In the 18th century, this central region became the intendancy of Mexico during the reorganization of the empire, the Bourbon reforms. After New Spain achieved independence from the Spanish Empire in 1821 and became a sovereign state, the territory came to be known as the State of Mexico, with the new country being named after its capital, Mexico City. The official name of the country has changed as the form of government has changed. The Declaration of Independence signed on November 6, 1813 by the deputies of the Congress of Anahuac called the Territory America Septentrional, Northern America. The 1821 Plan of Igual also used America Septentrional. On two occasions, 1821 to 1823 and 1863 to 1867, the country was known as Imperio Mexicano, Mexican Empire. All three federal constitutions 1824, 1857, and 1917, the current constitution, used the name Estados Unidos Mexicanos, or the variant Estados Unidos Mexicanos, all of which have been translated as United Mexican States. The phrase Republica Mexicana, Mexican Republic, was used in the 1836 constitutional laws. The earliest human artifacts in Mexico are chips of stone tools found near campfire remains in the Valley of Mexico and radiocarbon dated to circa 10,000 years ago. Mexico is the site of the domestication of maize, tomato, and beans, which produced an agricultural surplus. This enabled the transition from Paleo-Indian hunter-gatherers to sedentary agricultural villages beginning around 5000 BCE. In the subsequent formative eras, maize cultivation and cultural traits such as a mythological and religious complex and a vigesimal, base 20, numeric system were diffused from the Mexican cultures to the rest of the Mesoamerican culture area. In this period, Villages became more dense in terms of population, becoming socially stratified with an artisan class and developing into chiefdoms. The most powerful rulers have religious and political power, organizing the construction of large ceremonial centers. The earliest complex civilization in Mexico was the Olmec culture, which flourished on the Gulf Coast from around 1500 BCE. Almec cultural traits diffused through Mexico into other formative era cultures in Chiapas, Oaxaca, and the Valley of Mexico. The formative period saw the spread of distinct religious and symbolic traditions, as well as artistic and architectural complexes. The formative era of Mesoamerica is considered one of the six independent cradles of civilization. In the subsequent pre-classical period, the Maya and Zapotec civilizations developed complex centers at Calakmul and Monte Alban, respectively. During this period, the first true Mesoamerican writing systems were developed in the Ipialmec and Zapotec cultures. The Mesoamerican writing tradition reached its height in the classic Maya hieroglyphic script. The earliest written histories date from this era. 
The tradition of writing was important after the Spanish conquest in 1521, with indigenous scribes learning to write their languages in alphabetic letters, while also continuing to create pictorial texts. In central Mexico, the height of the classic period saw the ascendancy of Teotihuacan, which formed a military and commercial empire. Teotihuacan, with a population of more than 150,000 people, had some of the largest pyramidal structures in the pre-Columbian Americas. After the collapse of Teotihuacan around 600 AD, competition ensued between several important political centers in central Mexico such as Sacacalco and Cholula. At this time, during the AP Classic, Nahua peoples began moving south into Mesoamerica from the north and became politically and culturally dominant in central Mexico as they displaced speakers of Otomangian languages. During the early post-classic era, CA 1000 to 1519 CE, central Mexico was dominated by the Toltec culture, Oaxaca by the Mixtec, and the lowland Maya area had important centers at Chichen Itza and Mayapan. Toward the end of the post-classic period, the Mexica established dominance, establishing a political and economic empire based in the city of Tenochtitlan, modern Mexico City, extending from central Mexico to the border with Guatemala. Alexander von Humboldt popularized the modern usage of Aztec as a collective term applied to all the people linked by trade, custom, religion, and language to the Mexica state and Excantaloyan, the Triple Alliance. In 1843, with the publication of the work of William H. Prescott, it was adopted by most of the world. This usage has been the subject of debate since the late 20th century. Although the Spanish Empire had established colonies in the Caribbean starting in 1493, only in the second decade of the 16th century did they begin exploring the east coast of Mexico. The Spanish first learned of Mexico during the Juan de Grijalva expedition of 1518. The Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire began in February 1519 when Hernán Cortés founded the Spanish city of Veracruz. The 1521 capture of Tenochtitlan and immediate founding of the Spanish capital Mexico City on its ruins was the beginning of a 300-year-long colonial era during which Mexico was known as Nueva España, New Spain. Two factors made Mexico a jewel in the Spanish Empire, the existence of large, hierarchically organized Mesoamerican populations that rendered tribute and performed obligatory labor in the discovery of vast silver deposits in northern Mexico. The Kingdom of New Spain was created from the remnants of the Aztec Empire. The two pillars of Spanish rule were the state and the Roman Catholic Church, both under the authority of the Spanish crown. In 1493, the Pope had granted sweeping powers to the Spanish monarchy for its overseas empire with the proviso that the crown spread Christianity in its new realms. In 1524, King Charles I created the Council of the Indies based in Spain to oversee state power in its overseas territories in New Spain, the Crown established a high court in Mexico City, the Real Audiencia, 
and then in 1535 created the Viceroyalty of New Spain. The Viceroy was highest official of the state. In the religious sphere, the Diocese of Mexico was created in 1530 and elevated to the Archdiocese of Mexico in 1546, with the Archbishop as the head of the ecclesiastical hierarchy. Castilian Spanish was the language of rulers. The Catholic faith was the only one permitted, with non-Catholics and Catholics, excluding Indians, holding unorthodox views being subject to the Mexican Inquisition, established in 1571. Spanish military forces, sometimes accompanied by native allies, led expeditions to conquer territory or quell rebellions through the colonial era. Notable Amerindian revolts and sporadically populated northern New Spain include the Chichimeca War, 1576-1606, Tepewan Revolt, 1616-1620, and the Pueblo Revolt, 1680, the Tzeltal Rebellion of 1712 was a regional Maya revolt. Most rebellions were small-scale and local, posing no major threat to the ruling elites. To protect Mexico from the attacks of English, French, and Dutch pirates and protect the crown's monopoly of revenue, only two ports were open to foreign trade, Veracruz on the Atlantic, connecting to Spain, and Acapulco on the Pacific, connecting to the Philippines. Among the best-known pirate attacks are the 1663 sack of Campeche and 1683 attack on Veracruz. Of greater concern to the crown was a foreign invasion, especially after Britain seized in 1762 the Spanish ports of Havana, Cuba, and Manila in the Seven Years' War. It created a standing military, increased coastal fortifications, and expanded the northern presidios and missions into Alta California. The volatility of the urban poor in Mexico City was evident in the 1692 riot in the Zocalo. The riot over the price of maize escalated to a full-scale attack on the seats of power, with the Viceregal Palace and the Archbishop's residence attacked by the mob. The upheaval in the Spanish Empire that resulted in the independence of most of its New World territories was due to Napoleon Bonaparte's invasion of Spain in 1808. In Mexico, elites argued that sovereignty now reverted to the people and that town councils, cabildos, were the most representative bodies. On September 16, 1810, secular priest Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla declared against bad government in the small town of Dolores, Guanajuato. This event, known as the Cry of Dolores, Spanish, Grito de Dolores, is commemorated each year on September 16 as Mexico's Independence Day. Hidalgo and some of his soldiers were eventually captured. Hidalgo was defrocked, and they were executed by firing squad on July 31, 1811. The first 35 years after Mexico's independence were marked by political instability and the changing of the Mexican state from a transient monarchy to a fragile federative republic. There were military coups d'etat, foreign invasions, ideological conflict between conservatives and liberals, and economic stagnation. 
Catholicism remained the only permitted religious faith and the Catholic Church as an institution retained its special privileges, prestige, and property, a bulwark of conservatism. The army, another conservative-dominated institution, also retained its privileges. Former Royal Army General Augustin de Iturbide became regent as newly independent Mexico saw a constitutional monarch from Europe. When no member of a European royal house desired the position, Iturbide himself was declared Emperor Augustin I. The young and weak United States was the first country to recognize Mexico's independence, sending an ambassador to the court and sending a message to Europe via the Monroe Doctrine not to intervene in Mexico. The Emperor's rule was short, 1822-1823, and he was overthrown by army officers in the plan of Casamata. After the forced abdication of the monarch, the First Mexican Republic was established. In 1824, a constitution of a federated republic was promulgated and former insurgent General Guadalupe Victoria became the first president of the republic, the first of many army generals to hold the presidency. Central America, including Chiapas, left the Union. In 1829, Former insurgent general and fierce liberal Vicente Guerrero, a signatory of the Plan de Iguala that achieved independence, became president in a disputed election. During his short term in office, April to December 1829, he abolished slavery. As a visibly mixed-race man of modest origins, Guerrero was seen by white political elites as an interloper. His conservative vice president, Former Royalist General Anastasio Bustamante led a coup against him and Guerrero was judicially murdered. There was constant strife between the liberals, also known as Federalists, who were supporters of a federal form of decentralized government and their political rivals, the Conservatives, also known as Centralists, who proposed a hierarchical form of government. Mexico's ability to maintain its independence and establish a viable government was in question. Spain attempted to reconquer its former colony during the 1820s, but eventually recognized its independence. France attempted to recoup losses it claimed for its citizens during Mexico's unrest and blockaded the Gulf Coast during the so-called Pastry War of 1838-1839. General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana emerged as a national hero because of his role in both these conflicts. Santa Ana came to dominate the politics for the next 25 years, often known as the Age of Santa Ana, until his own overthrow in 1855. Mexico also contended with indigenous groups which controlled territory that Mexico claimed in the north. The Comanche controlled a huge territory in sparsely populated central and northern Texas. Wanting to stabilize and develop the frontier, the Mexican government encouraged Anglo-American immigration into present-day Texas, a region that bordered the United States. There were few settlers from central Mexico moving to this remote and hostile territory. Mexico by law was a Catholic country 
the Anglo-Americans were primarily Protestant English speakers from the southern United States. Some brought their black slaves, which after 1829 was contrary to Mexican law. In 1835, Santa Ana sought to centralize government rule in Mexico, suspending the 1824 Constitution and promulgating the Seven Laws, which placed power in his hands. As a result, civil war spread across the country. Three new governments declared independence, the Republic of Texas, the Republic of the Rio Grande, and the Republic of Yucatan. 129 to 137 the largest blow to Mexico was the U.S. Invasion of Mexico in 1846 and the Mexican-American War. Mexico lost much of its sparsely populated northern territory sealed in the 1848 Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Despite that disastrous loss, Santa Ana returned to the presidency yet again before being ousted and exiled in the liberal revolution of Ayala. The overthrow of Santa Ana and the establishment of a civilian government by liberals allowed them to enact laws that they considered vital for Mexico's economic development. The liberal reform attempted to modernize Mexico's economy and institutions along liberal principles. They promulgated a new constitution of 1857, separating church and state, stripping the church and the military of their special privileges, furos, mandating the sale of church-owned property and sale of indigenous community lands, and secularizing education. Conservatives revolted, touching off civil war between rival liberal and conservative governments, 1858 to 1861. The liberals defeated the conservative army on the battlefield, but conservatives sought another solution to gain power via foreign intervention by the French. Mexican conservatives asked Emperor Napoleon III to place a European monarch as head of state in Mexico. The French army defeated the Mexican army and placed Maximilian Habsburg on the newly established throne of Mexico, supported by Mexican conservatives and propped up by the French army. The Liberal Republic under Benito Juarez was basically a government in internal exile, but with the end of the civil war in the U.S. In April 1865, that government began eating the Mexican Republic. Two years later, the French army withdrew its support, but Maximilian remained in Mexico. Republican forces captured him and he was executed. The restored Republic saw the return of Juarez, the personification of the embattled Republic, as president. The conservatives had been not only defeated militarily, but also discredited politically for their collaboration with the French invaders. Liberalism became synonymous with patriotism. The Mexican army that had its roots in the colonial royal army and then the army of the early republic was destroyed. New military leaders had emerged from the war of the reform and the conflict with the French, most notably Porfirio Diaz, a hero of the Cinco de Mayo, who now sought civilian power. Juarez won re-election in 1867, but was challenged by Diaz. Diaz then rebelled, crushed by Juarez. 
having won re-election, Juarez died in office in July 1872, and liberal Sebastián Lodo de Tejada became president, declaring a religion of state for rule of law, peace, and order. When Lodo ran for re-election, Diaz rebelled against the civilian president issuing the plan of Tuxtepec. Diaz had more support and waged guerrilla warfare against Lodo. On the verge of Diaz's victory on the battlefield, Lodo fled from office into exile. After the turmoil in Mexico from 1810 to 1876, the 35-year rule of liberal general Porfirio Diaz, or point 1876-1911, allowed Mexico to rapidly modernize in a period characterized as one of order and progress. The Porfiriato was characterized by economic stability and growth, significant foreign investment and influence, an expansion of the railroad network and telecommunications, and investments in the arts and sciences. Diaz ruled with a group of advisors that became known as the Scientificos, scientists. The most influential Scientifico was Secretary of Finance Jose Yves Limentur. The Porfirian regime was influenced by positivism. They rejected theology and idealism in favor of scientific methods being applied towards national development. An integral aspect of the liberal project was secular education. The Diaz government led a protracted conflict against the Yaqui that culminated with the forced relocation of thousands of Yaqui to Yucatan and Oaxaca. As the centennial of independence approached, Diaz gave an interview where he said he was not going to run in the 1910 elections when he would be 80. Political opposition had been suppressed and there were few avenues for a new generation of leaders. But his announcement set off a frenzy of political activity, including the unlikely candidacy of the scion of a rich landowning family, Francisco I. Madero. Madero won a surprising amount of political support when Diaz changed his mind and ran in the election, jailing Madero. The September centennial celebration of independence was the last celebration of the Porfiriato. The Mexican Revolution starting in 1910 saw a decade of civil war, the wind that swept Mexico. The Mexican Revolution was a decade-long transformational conflict. It began with scattered uprisings against President Diaz after the fraudulent 1910 election, his resignation in May 1911, demobilization of rebel forces and an interim presidency of a member of the old guard, and the democratic election of a rich, civilian landowner, Francisco I. Madero in fall 1911. In February 1913, a military coup d'etat overthrew Madero's government with the support of the U.S., resulting in Madero's murder by agents of Federal Army General Victoriano Huerta. A coalition of anti-Huerta forces in the north, the Constitutional Army led by Governor of Coahuila Venustiano Carranza, and a peasant army in the south under Emiliano Zapata defeated the Federal Army. In 1914, that army was dissolved as an institution, leading only revolutionary forces. Following the revolutionaries' victory against Huerta, 
They sought to broker a peaceful political solution, but the coalition splintered, plunging Mexico again into a civil war. Constitutionalist General Pancho Villa, commander of the Division of the North, broke with Carranza and allied with Zapata. Carranza's best general Alvaro Obregón defeated Villa, his former comrade-in-arms in the Battle of Celaya in 1915, and Villa's northern forces melted away. Zapata's forces in the south reverted to guerrilla warfare. Carranza became the de facto head of Mexico and the U.S. recognized his government. In 1916, the winners met at a constitutional convention to draft the Constitution of 1917, which was ratified in February 1917. The Constitution empowered the government to expropriate resources including land, gave rights to labor, and strengthened anti-clerical provisions of the 1857 Constitution. With amendments, it remains the governing document of Mexico. It is estimated that the war killed 900,000 of the 1910 population of 15 million. Although often viewed as an internal conflict, the revolution had significant international elements. During the revolution, the U.S. Republican administration of Taft supported the Huerta coup against Madero, but when Democrat Woodrow Wilson was inaugurated as president in March 1913, Wilson refused to recognize Huerta's regime and allowed arms sales to the constitutionalists. Wilson ordered troops to occupy the strategic port of Veracruz in 1914, which was lifted. After Pancho Villa was defeated by revolutionary forces in 1915, he led an incursion raid into Columbus, New Mexico, prompting the U.S. to send 10,000 troops led by General John J. Pershing in an unsuccessful attempt to capture Villa. Carranza pushed back against U.S. troops being in northern Mexico. The expeditionary forces withdrew as the U.S. entered World War I. Germany attempted to get Mexico to side with it, sending a coded telegram in 1917 to incite war between the U.S. and Mexico, with Mexico to regain the territory it lost in the Mexican-American War. Mexico remained neutral in the conflict. Consolidating power, President Carranza had peasant leader Emiliano Zapata assassinated in 1919. Carranza had gained support of the peasantry during the revolution, but once in power he did little to institute land reform, which had motivated many to fight in the revolution. Carranza in fact returned some confiscated land to their original owners. President Carranza's best general, Obregón, served briefly in his administration, but returned to his home state of Sonora to position himself to run in the 1920 presidential election. Since Carranza could not run for re-election, he chose a civilian, political and revolutionary nobody to succeed him, intending to remain the power behind the presidency. Obregón and two other Sonoran revolutionary generals drew up the plan of Agua Prieta, overthrowing Carranza, 
who died fleeing Mexico City in 1920. General Adolfo de la Huerta became interim president, followed by the election of General Alvaro Obregón. The first quarter century of the post-revolutionary period, 1920-1946, was characterized by revolutionary generals serving as presidents of Mexico, including Alvaro Obregón, 1920-24, Plutarco Elias Calles, 1924-28, Lázaro Cardenas, 1934-40, and Manuel Avila Camacho, 1940-46. The post-revolutionary project of the Mexican government sought to bring order to the country and military intervention in politics and create organizations of interest groups. Workers, peasants, urban office workers, and even the army for a short period were incorporated as sectors of the single party that dominated Mexican politics from its founding in 1929. Obregón instigated land reform and strengthened the power of organized labor. He gained recognition from the United States and took steps to settle claims with companies and individuals that lost property during the revolution. He imposed his fellow former Sonoran revolutionary general, Calles, as his successor, prompting an unsuccessful military revolt. As president, Calles provoked a major conflict with the Catholic Church and Catholic guerrilla armies when he strictly enforced anti-clerical articles of the 1917 Constitution. The church-state conflict was mediated and ended with the aid of the U.S ambassador to Mexico and ended with an agreement between the parties in conflict. Although the Constitution prohibited re-election of the president, Obregón wished to run again and the Constitution was amended to allow a non-consecutive re-election. Obregón won the 1928 elections but was assassinated by a Catholic zealot, causing a political crisis of succession. Calles could not become president again since he had just ended his term. He sought to set up a structure to manage presidential succession, founding the party that was to dominate Mexico until the late 20th century. Calles declared that the revolution had moved from caudalismo, ruled by strongmen, to the era institutional, institutional era. Despite not holding the presidency, Calles remained the key political figure during the period known as the Maximato, 1929-1934. The Maximato ended during the presidency of Lázaro Cardenas, who expelled Calles from the country and implemented many economic and social reforms. This included the Mexican oil expropriation in March 1938, which nationalized the U.S an Anglo-Dutch oil company known as the Mexican Eagle Petroleum Company. This movement would result in the creation of the state-owned Mexican oil company Pemex. This sparked a diplomatic crisis with the countries whose citizens had lost businesses by Cardenas's radical measure, but since then the company has played an important role in the economic development of Mexico. Cardenas's successor, Manuel Avila Camacho, 1940-1946, was more moderate, and relations between the U.S. 
and Mexico vastly improved during World War II when Mexico was a significant ally, providing manpower and material to aid the war effort. From 1946, the election of Miguel Alemán, the first civilian president in the post-revolutionary period, Mexico embarked on an aggressive program of economic development known as the Mexican Miracle, which was characterized by industrialization, urbanization, and the increase of inequality in Mexico between urban and rural areas. With robust economic growth, Mexico sought to showcase it to the world by hosting the 1968 Summer Olympics. The government poured huge resources into building new facilities, prompting political unrest by university students and others. Demonstrations in central Mexico City went on for weeks before the planned opening of the games, with the government of Gustavo Díaz Ordaz cracking down. The culmination was the Tlatelolco Massacre, which killed around 300 protesters based on conservative estimates and perhaps as many as 800. Although the economy continued to flourish for some, social inequality remained a factor of discontent. PRI rule became increasingly authoritarian and at times oppressive in what is now referred to as the Mexican Dirty War. Luis H. Varilla was elected president in 1970. His government had to contend with mistrust of Mexicans and increasing economic problems. He instituted electoral reforms. In the 1980s, the first cracks emerged in the PRI's complete political dominance. In Baja, California, the PAN candidate was elected as governor. When De La Madrid chose Carlos Salinas de Gortari as the candidate for the PRI and therefore a foregone presidential victor, Cuauhtémoc Cardenas, son of former President Lázaro Cardenas, broke with the PRI and challenged Salinas in the 1988 elections. In 1988, there was massive electoral fraud, with results showing that Salinas had won the election by the narrowest percentage ever. There were massive protests in Mexico City to the stolen election. Salinas took the oath of office on December 1, 1988. In 1990, the PRI was famously described by Mario Vargas Llosa as the perfect dictatorship, but by then there had been major challenges to the PRI's hegemony. Salinas embarked on a program of neoliberal reforms that fixed the exchange rate of the peso, controlled inflation, opened Mexico to foreign investment, and began talks with the U.S. and Canada to join their free trade agreement. In order to do that, the Constitution of 1917 was amended in several important ways. Article 27, which had allowed the government to expropriate natural resources and distribute land, was amended to end agrarian reform and to guarantee private owners' property rights. The anti-clerical articles that muzzled religious institutions, especially the Catholic Church, were amended and Mexico re-established diplomatic relations with the Holy See. Signing onto the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, removed Mexico's autonomy over trade policy. 
The agreement came into effect on January 1, 1994, the same day the Zapatista Army of National Liberation EZLN, in Chiapas began armed peasant rebellion against the federal government, which captured a few towns but brought world attention to the situation in Mexico. The armed conflict was short-lived and has continued as a non-violent opposition movement against neoliberalism and globalization. In 1994, following the assassination of the PRI's presidential candidate Luis Donaldo Colosio, Salinas was succeeded by victorious PRI candidate Ernesto Zedillo. Salinas left Zedillo's government to deal with the Mexican peso crisis, requiring a $50 billion IMF bailout. Major macroeconomic reforms were started by Zedillo, and the economy rapidly recovered and growth peaked at almost 7% by the end of 1999. In 2000, after 71 years, the PRI lost a presidential election to Vicente Fox of the opposition Conservative National Action Party PAN. In the 2006 presidential election, Felipe Calderón from the PAN was declared the winner with a very narrow margin, 0.58% over leftist politician Andres Manuel López Obrador of the Party of the Democratic Revolution, PRD. López Obrador, however, contested the election and pledged to create an alternative government. After 12 years, in 2012, the PRI won the presidency again with the election of Enrique Peña Nieto. However, he won with a plurality of about 38% and did not have a legislative majority. After founding the new political party Morena, Andres Manuel López Obrador won the 2018 presidential election with over 50% of the vote. His political coalition, led by his left-wing party founded after the 2012 elections, included parties and politicians from all over the political spectrum. The coalition also won a majority in both the upper and lower Congress chambers. His success is attributed to the country's other strong political alternatives exhausting their chances as well as the politician adopting a moderate discourse with a focus on conciliation. Mexico has contended with high crime rates, official corruption, narco-trafficking, and a stagnant economy. Many state-owned industrial enterprises were privatized starting in the 1990s with neoliberal reforms, but Pemex, the state-owned petroleum company, is only slowly being privatized, with exploration licenses being issued. In a push against government corruption, the ex-CEO of Pemex has been arrested. Although there were fears of electoral fraud in Mexico's 2018 presidential elections, the results gave a mandate to AMLO. Andres Manuel López Obrador won a landslide victory in the July 2018 presidential elections and became the first left-wing president for decades. Mexico is located between latitudes 14 degrees and 33 degrees north and longitudes 86 degrees and 119 degrees west in the southern portion of North America. Almost all of Mexico lies in the North American plate, 
with small parts of the Baja California Peninsula on the Pacific and Cocos Plates. Geophysically, some geographers include the territory east of the Isthmus of Tehuantepec, around 12% of the total within Central America. Geopolitically, however, Mexico is entirely considered part of North America, along with Canada and the United States. Mexico's total area is 1,972,550 square kilometers, 761,606 square miles, making it the world's 13th largest country by total area. It has coastlines on the Pacific Ocean and Gulf of California, as well as the Gulf of Mexico and Caribbean Sea, the latter two forming part of the Atlantic Ocean. Within these seas are about 6,000 square kilometers, 2,317 square miles of islands, including the remote Pacific Guadalupe Island and the Revillagigedo Islands. From its farthest land points, Mexico is a little over 2,000 miles, 3,219 kilometers in length. Mexico has nine distinct regions, Baja California, the Pacific Coastal Lowlands, the Mexican Plateau, the Sierra Madre Oriental, the Sierra Madre Occidental, the Cordillera Neovolcanica, the Gulf Coastal Plain, the Southern Highlands, and the Yucatan Peninsula. Although Mexico is large, much of its land mass is incompatible with agriculture due to aridity, soil, or terrain. In 2018, an estimated 54.9% of land is agricultural, 11.8% is arable, 1.4% is in permanent crops, 41.7% is permanent pasture, and 33.3% is forest. Mexico is crossed from north to south by two mountain ranges known as Sierra Madre Oriental and Sierra Madre Occidental, which are the extension of the Rocky Mountains from northern North America. From east to west at the center, the country is crossed by the Trans-Mexican Volcanic Belt also known as the Sierra Nevada. A fourth mountain range, the Sierra Madre del Sur, runs from Michoacan to Oaxaca. As such, the majority of the Mexican central and northern territories are located at high altitudes and the highest elevations are found at the Trans-Mexican Volcanic Belt, Pico de Orizaba, 5,700 m or 18,701 feet, Popocatapetl, 5,462 m or 17,920 feet, and his taxiwaddle. 5,286 m or 17,343 feet, and the Nevado de Toluca, 4,577 m or 15,016 feet. Three major urban agglomerations are located in the valleys between these four elevations, Toluca, Greater Mexico City, and Puebla. An important geologic feature of the Yucatan Peninsula is the Chicxulub Crater. The scientific consensus is that the Chicxulub impactor was responsible for the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. Mexico is subject to a number of natural hazards, including hurricanes on both coasts, tsunamis on the Pacific coast, and volcanism. 
The climate of Mexico is quite varied due to the country's size and topography. Tropic of Cancer effectively divides the country into temperate and tropical zones. Land north of the Tropic of Cancer experiences cooler temperatures during the winter months. South of the Tropic of Cancer, temperatures are fairly constant year-round and vary solely as a function of elevation. This gives Mexico one of the world's most diverse weather systems. Maritime air masses bring seasonal precipitation from May until August. Many parts of Mexico, particularly the north, have a dry climate with only sporadic rainfall, while parts of the tropical lowlands in the south average more than 2,000 mm of annual precipitation. For example, many cities in the north like Monterey, Hermosillo, and Mexicali experience temperatures of 40 degrees Celsius, 104 degrees Fahrenheit or more in summer. In the Sonoran Desert, temperatures reach 50 degrees Celsius, 122 degrees Fahrenheit or more. Descriptors of regions are by temperature, with the Tierra Caliente, hot land, being coastal up to 900 meters, Tierra Templada, temperate land, being from 1,800 meters, Tierra Fria, cold land, extending to 3,500 meters. Beyond the cold lands are the Paramos, alpine pastures, and the Tierra Halada, frozen land, for 0004-200 meters in central Mexico. Areas south of the Tropic of Cancer with elevations up to 1,000 meters, 3,281 feet, the southern parts of both coastal plains as well as the Yucatan Peninsula have a yearly median temperature between 24 to 28 degrees Celsius, 75.2 to 82.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperatures here remain high throughout the year, with only a 5 degrees Celsius, 9 degrees Fahrenheit difference between winter and summer median temperatures. Both Mexican coasts, except for the south coast of the Bay of Campeche in northern Baja California, are also vulnerable to serious hurricanes during the summer and fall. Although low-lying areas north of the Tropic of Cancer are hot and humid during the summer, they generally have lower yearly temperature averages from 20 to 24 degrees Celsius or 68.0 to 75.2 degrees Fahrenheit because of more moderate conditions during the winter.